Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Osiris. Good morning, everyone. This is Helping Friendly Podcast. I'm RJ. I'm here with Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Good morning. Good morning, RJ. How are you? I'm I'm doing just fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, good. Doing just good, fine. Good. Um, today we are. I'm about to leave for a road trip with my family. Brian is about to leave on a road trip with his family with his his child. Megan is doing stuff, maybe sleeping, maybe not. And we <laughs> are here. I'm here. Uh, I uh, had the house to myself, and I slept until 9 a.m., so that's, that's just like your life, right? Yep, pretty much. That's pretty <laughs> much what happens. Um, Jonathan, how was your concert the other night that you played? Oh, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, gonna have to do more of them so that they'll be better. <laughs> uh, I think that that's is... how that goes, though. It's yeah. pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, McGrupp on YouTube, y'all up early. That is, uh, that is the thing. Yeah. You too, dude. That is the thing. Um, We're all up early. Um, Jonathan, where can people find the music that you're making? Uh, well, you could go to my Bandcamp at jmhart.bandcamp.com. Uh, you could also Google me and look for me on your favorite, uh, what do you call them, uh, streaming services that do not rhyme with Codify. I'm on all of those, just not the one. And uh, yeah, you can hear you can hear music there. Well, all right. That's fantastic. Um, thank you, Jonathan. And good luck thank you. getting more, doing more shows. Um, okay. So I have a couple things I want to say. First of all, um, 
Well, first of all, I need to look at my phone so that my notes sync with my computer, which sometimes that takes a minute. Um, next Saturday, we're going to be doing a 10th anniversary party for HF Pod in New York City. And um, I don't know, Jonathan, if you even know this, but I'm going to tell you so that you are prepared because you're going to be there. <laughs> Mike Greenhouse of Relics Magazine is going to interview us on stage about our the last 10 years of this podcast that's going to be part people, of people I, I interview people they don't interview me i know well yeah exactly it's 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 kind of it's kind of happening so we're Weird. gonna have we're gonna be interviewed by mike who's an amazing writer and and journalist um and then we have this band and it's basically a little bit different than the band we had at the Ardmore music hall last december where we, we did a, a 97 tribute but um it's cal and adrian and chris and Karen Edwards, who is in the band this week um, in, in Ardmore. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, there's a link in the show notes for tickets. Um, the other you thing, s- go ahead. Well, I'm going to interrupt uh, because I do that. Uh, you sent me some video of Cal and his friends, uh, the Cal Kehoe Band, Cal Kehoe Trio, plus one, whatever they called it. Um, last week, was it last week when they played at Ardmore with you? And uh, they were shredding. They were like hot. That sounded really good, and um, bunch of original forward. material, which is cool. Really, was it? Yeah. Uh, so I, I look forward to hearing uh, what he and this group of friends will do for us next week. Going to be a lot of fun. Link is in the show notes for tickets. Um, the other thing I want to say quickly before we get into it is that I'm going to be doing an episode of Crowd Control on Sirius XM on Thursday at 4 p.m. I just put it together yesterday. Um, it's MSG what? themed. Yeah, they are doing. A whole 10 days of crowd control garden parties. So it's all MSG themed. I had to go back and look at all, you know, 72 shows of MSG and try to choose an hour of music, which was hard. But um, that will air on Thursday at 4 p.m. And that day, Ari is going to join us to recap the Wednesday show for, for a little, that's what they call cross promotion. So, yeah, cool. It's yeah. been a while since we've had Ari on the show. So that'll be cool. It, it has, exactly. And I know he was there last night. Um, Neil. Hey, hey, Neil. Good morning. Karen Edwards, some of the finest musicians Connecticut has to offer. He will be part of the band next weekend. Okay, Jonathan, yes. was, this an in, was this an instant classic first night of MSG? I mean, I'll tell you what. It's no dud. I think this is a <laughs> pretty solid show. I was... Um, I want I want to note that we got a message from Megan last night. You know, they had the the uh, HF Pod Osiris happy hour uh, before the show, and she said it was uh, very well attended. A lot of people were there. So anybody listening to this that was there, thank you for coming out. Um, thank you for mentioning like it was that. A good time. That's a good good call. And and our friends at Bluebird Hardwater are the ones who sponsored that happy hour, and they're the ones sponsoring this uh, music next weekend so you can you can try some of that and our friend sam brought that to us so thank you sam and thank uh, you to bluebird Sam, sam's good people good people. um let's see so sorry yeah so yep. last night they played a fish concert <laughs> and uh i watched it right here right in this room that some of you see and don't look too closely it's a mess uh this is where i make things happen and uh but the uh as i say the fish concert happened and it was uh it's funny because I think that some people have mixed feelings towards evening song. And I, I know I'm jumping into specifics rather than talking about overview, but uh, some people had, you know, online uh, were like, Oh, when they open with the evening song, like uh, 
I kind of like that song and I like the way Trey thinks of it as a, you know, kind of a warning kind of leader kind of song, uh, lead in. I don't know. Um, and he was right to use it there. And everybody who was like, uh Oh, was wrong. Um, this show overall like rips very high energy. I was surprised this morning when I pulled up my live fish app and it was like, Oh, how long? Only only one of those jams went 20 minutes, but uh, I mean, I could have told you which one it would have been if you said only one went 20 minutes. Which one was it? Okay, I know, but but I they many of them they felt like they were they were just felt like the band was in jam space, uh, in jam mode for a lot of the show, and uh, I liked that. How about you, RJ? Did you did you like that? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I will say, and I just want to. Um... Well, I guess, first of all, Evening Song is, is one of my favorites of the new tunes. I, I love this trend, which happened twice last night, of a lead-in song before a huge jam. And I love yeah. both of the choices this this from last night. Um, Evening Song, Into a Wave of Hope, Cities, Old Home Place, Into Free, Brian and Robert, Stash, My Soul. Um, the, the Evening Song, I mean, it's just, it's a great, it's a great song, you know? And I, I think came out of the the writing that Tom and Scott Herman and Trey did beginning of uh beginning of the pandemic and um good song so jonathan what happened in this wave of hope because it's a it's a pretty serious monstrous jam but um how how was it when you were watching it last night and then and then upon revisiting what what'd you think um holy crap i I, so energy energy is super high through this thing um they just uh they rocked the shit out of it frankly i was kind of stunned by it um great uh major key kind of peak pretty late in the thing um i haven't done much review this morning like going back and re-listening so i don't have those kinds of detailed notes that brian would have where he says at 1604 their tray starts trilling and i don't have any of that but um but it's great. It's like, it's a really like yet another really big wave of hope. Um, should I run this whole set list for everybody real quick? Uh, just so that we've done that. And well, I just did it quickly. You did it, but I, but I did it so quickly that you missed it because it was, did so, I, it was so did quick. you really? Yeah, I did. Cause I, I might've been drinking my coffee. I think you were really, it was very fast wave guys in the comments. Tell us, Good God. tell us if I did, did it or did not. Did he do it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so go I, go just do it again for yourself. So the world I've been up for pitch. 43 minutes, man. I'm <laughs> super super on task today. Uh I just really want to talk about a couple other songs in the set. Can I just do that? Or do you want to tell me about <laughs> yeah. this wave of hope for you? Well, I think it's it's just um like I didn't hear anything, you know, super new throughout this throughout this show, but they just I feel like a lot of this stuff was just like very it just was like driving forward and and had a lot of upbeat. Um, well, especially this and the cities, just so like everything just felt so comfortable, like that that they just were like pretty seamlessly pushing into these spaces. I didn't hear a lot of like new improv or or new themes or anything like that, but I just heard like really kind of like relentless jamming. Um, that's kind of that's where I put it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the ground. I mean, I. Did they break new ground? I don't know. Maybe just like really high bar for energy 
throughout this thing. The cities uh, was absolute smoke show, and the way they landed. Some people complain about the finishing songs. If they're going to do it like they did in the cities, no one would complain. That was hot as shit. Like they had to deploy the nets to keep them from going off the going off the carrier with that thing. They came in so fast. It was. <laughs> did you? My, did you see if he? Of the day. <laughs> thank you. Did he? Um, did he um, do the talkback mic to get back into that song? Do you know? I, I know he's been using it a lot, but it he, seems like no, no. There's. No, I, just, I, I wasn't. I don't watch that closely. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I would probably pay for audio streams if they did like yeah. high quality audio streams because That's I'm fair. like, I do crosswords. Uh, yeah. You know, read the paper. Um, but I'm listening. And yeah, the wind, <laughs> they were just at breakneck speed. And suddenly he's like cities and it was not jarring. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was, it was, it was pretty perfect. Um, God damn. Can, can I ask you so another hot. question, Jonathan? Y you can ask. Um, the old home place free um, Trey made it. I think made a joke about the theme, but uh, but they well they did feel at home. So is that was was there a theme? Mm, yes and no. So like apparently Fish.net picked up that Trey changed uh, lyric on cities to say find the best city to live in, and I know Dave Steinberg uh, was on Setless Duty last night. And so I know he's a very careful listener and he got that in there. And, uh, and then, yeah. So Trey calls cities in his little microphone and, uh, Mike Gordon objected or something. And Trey felt the need to justify it to Mike. Like, I, I mean, I guess Mike has to sing it. So, you know, you got to convince him. Right. But uh, he was like, well, it's like thematic with the last song. And I think, I think that's all. He was just like saying they, they went together because they're singing about home and Trey's home. But of course I was ecstatic because I heard those first couple notes and I knew that we were getting some bluegrass and uh, I love old home place. Not just because it mentions Charlottesville, which is just down yonder as yeah. you say in Virginia. Yeah. Um, we, we don't, we don't really say that. No, we don't. You don't. Um, but you do now. And and to answer Brian's question uh, on in the chat, when I say I didn't hear anything new, did I mean in general or compared to the rest of the tour? Oh, he says it to you, RJ. He yeah, I, I meant um, compared to the rest of the tour. Like I and I, I, think, I agree. Um, yeah, it was like really. I don't know. Sometimes when I listen to these shows. Um, I think I guess here's the here's the best way I could explain it, which is not going to be sufficient for anyone. Sometimes when I listen to these shows, I'm like taken aback by things I hear, and I'm like, wait, what? What was that? You know? And then sometimes yeah. when I listen to shows, the the 20 minutes just speeds by, and I'm like, oh wow, that was like a 20 minute jam. And I think in those in the latter case, that's when like it just sounds like fish improv as opposed to like. The the Karini from Man Night Two. I mean, I was there, so it was different because I was in person. But even listening back, there were some points of that where I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know, which I think is a slightly different experience than a you know, a like you know, you speed through and then you're like, "Oh, that was cool. That was a that was a great that was a great jam." So I think that's my um, explanation. I don't know how you how you feel about it. Uh, I mean, I feel similarly. I think that. Um when they're doing something that is 
that they haven't done in a long time or I haven't done on the tour. You know, we're right still in the tour. So I've been, and I've been listening to every show pretty much when, as it happened. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and they're not, I, I don't want to, I can't knock what they're doing, everything they're doing right now. And like last night was fantastic. Uh, they've, they've just, they've been honing some sounds and like this thing, you've talked about it a bit where they, they're not, Trey's not relying on a, all of his wacky effects. He's still using them, but he's not like, you know, just building up these weird bubbles around himself with his synth effects and stuff. Instead, he's, it, it's all, much better integrated um <clears throat> but you know it's it's not always like that too we got other bits that get a little weird uh or stand out um i thought the free was rocking um i love the touchdown in brian and robert and um you know like stash was kind of like perfect spring 94 stash it was kind of like that. It was, you know, dissonant, dissonant and pushing at the tension, but it never, it didn't fly off the rails like, say, Split Up and Melt did. Um, uh, but it was very satisfying. Yeah. And then, and then your favorite, My Soul, um, ripped. Thank, just thank God. Thank God they played that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, you know what? I, I, I understand why people don't love My Soul. Like I do. It, it's not, it's it's the most ironic song in the catalog because it's <laughs> singing about soul and it doesn't deploy a lot of soul, <laughs> but um, it, it it it's still a good shred rock shred opportunity and a good way to end a set uh, for five yeah. minutes. It reminds me of the, the the first night of the man when they they ended the first set with that forty six days again another another song that I can that I'm I can leave take or leave, um, but. It's almost like, you know, instead of like Cavern or um, Character Zero or something that, you know, but I like, I think this would, set list. We sorry, wouldn't want them to keep playing the exact same yeah. set closers every night anyway. So they mix it up and sometimes you win, sometimes you win less. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Brian from Attendance Bias is right. Us 97 fans still have My Soul PTSD. I think I first saw it at Deer Creek 97 and then like, you know. A lot after that um i was i was barely at shows in 97 because i was raising a child and um so i went to the great went where i could only get one don't like, and then i don't, I, like talking I don't about think they the played one. it at a uh, cap center at 1228 remember it from there no but they, that because that was a good concert um was. so <laughs> jonathan set two I, I do okay. want to say before we get into set two, I think these this set list and I, I think um, a couple of the comments in the chatter, like this is insanely re-listenable. I've seen that comment a couple times on on the internet today. I don't disagree. Like really good construction, you know. The second set, like I like the home place free Brian and Robert, great cool off, and then stash my soul. Like it was really good, like good ebbs and flows of the set. And then set two, you get more into ruby waves into plasma into simple into mountains in the mist and then split open and melt um six songs second set and good times bad times encore this i love you know i mean you you know i love more i think it's 
I think it's a great song. And I think I'm going to keep getting people telling me that I'm just so wrong. But that's okay. You know, I don't mind. It's fine. But into Ruby it's Waves, fine. into Ruby Waves, I'm really, I'm, I'm really into this. Ruby Waves is like batting a thousand, um, which I know you're not a sports person, but you know what that means. That's a good thing, right? It's a good thing, yes. I don't um, understand. What, I mean, shouldn't it be batting like 10,000 by now? <laughs> yes. That's the thing, right? Yes. Um, I how would, what did you think of that Ruby Waves? I, I thought it was great. Um, so my wife was actually watching with me at this point, which she doesn't usually do because she has things to do with her evening. Um, but she <laughs> Does she approach the night with caution, though? She absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, which is why she doesn't sit and watch fish all night long with me. Um, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she, she was watching with me. And uh, first of all, she's like, oh, this is that Ruby Wave song. I was like, yes, it is. She said, this, we like this, right? I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> and, um, and somewhere during this jam, which I thought was again really good really strong not a uh, new ground breaking per se but exploring excellent territory that i think has more room to explore um she was like how long has it been since i've gone to a fish show and we worked out that it's been too long and i think suddenly she's interested in seeing fish again so wow. how about that wow um it's an accomplishment yeah that's kind of a big deal uh I, yeah, so more, uh, Love It or, or Not, was extremely high energy to intro. Ruby Waves maintained that energy. And the drop, the seg into Plasma was gorgeous and um, amazing. It was one of those um, where they're jamming and you find that Trey's playing Plasma over the Ruby Waves jam. Mm -hmm. You know, outstanding and then everybody joined in suddenly we're playing plasma and then that had i think kind of the one of the groundbreakers of the night if you will yeah. it was like it was spacey but fishman never relented so it would never like completely roamed off a rhythmic or anything like that but it was it was really what a cool jam. I can't wait to go back and spend some time with it. Yeah, I think the Ruby Waves, I mean, like a lot of these, what I heard last night, at least, it's just like it's all very it was very celebratory. You know, there was a lot of kind of just I felt like a lot of, yeah, a lot of celebration. And I think I, I can't imagine. I know Megan was on the floor and said that the, the energy was just fantastic. And I think with the. Wave of Hope, the Cities, the Ruby Waves, they're all just like very upbeat and and fun. Um, that Plasma Jam, I was like, it's like sort of like Plinko style, but like more jazzy and like had a, a weird... more open. I feel yeah, like more open. Plinko is just like very... Yeah, but it was like... It, there was like they could weird... almost all be playing timbales or something. Right, some of yeah, fair, Plinko yeah. Jams. It's just like a more... little bit staccato-y, but like more in a jazz sense or something, but that's about the extent of my... Musical okay. description. Take that. But <laughs> it was really fun and like kind of in the middle of, you know, then they go into simple, which to me sounds like a, like a long love letter that's like complicated and, and friendly, but also sort of contemplative. And it just, it's a really kind of a relentless set at this point, you know, between the Ruby waves, the plasma and the simple, it just like, it just didn't stop. 
Yeah, they didn't. And it was this is this is the bit where when I looked back at my set at my set list at the uh live fish timings this morning, I was like, really? 16, 14, 14? It just felt like they spent so much time in these jam spaces that uh jam segments um outside the songs that uh i i just thought some of them would be longer on paper but uh they were just pushing the energy and pushing the improv i i really feel like um trey is psyched to be home be home you know we were talking about my wife and i were talking about a variety of things at one point um she was like, so what do, you, what do you think the backstage is like? I was, you know, informing her, well, there isn't one anymore. It's, people don't yeah. go back and party. Trey is on the bus before most people have cleared the floor. Mm-hmm. And, she's, mm-hmm. and then and then we agree, well, may, maybe he's taking a car service. Um, but yeah, because he's home. He's going I think to bed. So. I think so. Going to his own bed. He's in um, a car fast. Yes. And directly. And yeah. You know, but uh, that's not really the point here. I think it's just that he's just thrilled to be, he's pumped to be home. And I feel like they're all, they all like playing Madison Square Garden. They, you know, it's, I, I, we talk about this way too much on this show, but it just kind of like even a regular show at MSG has a degree of event to it. And um, I think for the audience as well. And, uh, you know, I think they, they lived up to that pretty well last night. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good way to put it. Um, I do think if anyone who's, who's in the chat, just tell us what you think of last night. Give us some, some details, what you thought. Um, Mountains in the Mist, just a perfect landing. Great. Perfect. What a great song. And then that, I know, you know, we're, we're all fans of really weird fish but that split up in a melt was truly truly demented and out there um that's the shit really pretty um I, I just i like that they're like you were talking about and we've talked about a bunch you know trey's kind of a little bit like easing off the effects and like it feels like a song like this you know they're just everyone is like <laughs> let me press like all the buttons that i have and but but in a in a way that that works yeah it it absolutely works but again it's like if you don't go to the weird deeply weird uh synthesize and other effects kind of spaces in every song then when they do it and split open and melt it's that much more powerful yeah um you know you know time and place right yeah and uh this is the place Yep. This was the time. And that melt just absolutely ripped. Still 1541, and that includes clapping at the end, right? So mm-hmm. it it's still like not super long, but it didn't have to be. It got weird. Good and weird. And thank you, Fish, for good and weird. Thanks for good and weird. I mean, you can't I do think they're at this point in their career, like you know, with fans like like us who've been seeing them for a long time, there's kind of like nothing better than a really, really weird thing like this to happen at the end of the show. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you know, 
It's like, just kind okay, of we've a... been doing well, you know, it's what we were talking about, right? They've been doing all these jams that have not exactly the same energy, but definitely high energy levels. Uh, you know, we had plasma got a little spacey and simple had a little more uniqueness to the jam, but it's just been a lot of like ah, energy, and now it's like that shit, you know snakes out of the tin can kind of energy coming at you here and split open and melt it's just <laughs> yeah. it's it's different and it's amazing and it's very disorienting um you know probably just as some people are probably like all right just about got my shit straight we're gonna be able to walk out in the streets of manhattan suddenly they just knock them about the head with this and good luck yeah yeah, and and I saw a bunch of people. Um, I, I ran into the guys, the stub me down guys, um, many times actually. <laughs> the man, but I, I saw a picture. Um, they posted like a post show at one of those bars in Midtown, just having a beer, and you know that's like that's that's part of the the whole vibe. I love going to a, a place near there and seeing a bunch of people after the show. It is a, it's a, it's just like a really. Um, a bunch of the comments here, like, you know, it's a, it's a home, it's a home vibe. Um, McGrupp said it like how you start with evening song and then progresses and gets to split up and melt. And that's kind of what you were saying, Jonathan, like things started to get weird and then like warned us. (laughs) So I don't think they listen to the podcast. I don't think the band listens to the podcast every day. Or, or ever but i do think that they're feeling I, I feel like they're like it's not just that they're in um msg i think they've i think they're happy with this tour you know like i feel like they yeah. and it's almost like taking a you know taking a test or doing an, a big thing and then being done and now they're in msg and it's like they like they accomplished a lot this tour and now they're now they're ready i i saw uh somewhere uh, someone posted the, you know how if you go on Fishnet and you like look up tonight's show, uh, you'll see just the framework, right? And if you go at like, you know, for like an amphitheater show, if you go on to fish.net at 5 p.m., the framework's there and they might have some sound check songs in there. And um, yesterday evening before the show started, someone posted that for last night's show. And in the sound check, it said Alabama. Georgia, South Carolina, and uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. So um, I thought that was pretty funny. It is. That was good. That was good. The band is warmed up now, and uh, I think they played some great shows on the tour so far. They should be pleased with how how things are going, and they should just keep going after it because it's, it's working right now. Neil um, said the melt jam was a really excellent punctuation on the show. You never forget getting punched in the face and it colors your opinion of the whole show because it's such a loud memory. <laughs> it does. I think that's now, yeah. Guaranteed people in those, in those bars after going, man, that show was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When right, you, exactly. You know, it's good. Um, I am going to be, um, I'll be coming at you tomorrow from somewhere in Massachusetts, I think, as I make my way up to New Hampshire. So undisclosed location. Yeah, undisclosed. Um, but I probably I'm going to try to go to Treehouse tomorrow on my way to New Hampshire. Um, I think that's it. I think we will see everybody back here tomorrow morning. We don't know what time because you know we don't do that kind of stuff. We'll tell that's, you later. It's like planning. Um, yeah. I will be right here. Yes, and ready to talk when Great. you guys are. 
So, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks everybody for watching this live early. I think maybe the, the early morning is good because people are, people are adults and they're awake and you know, the people who went to the show aren't awake, but that's okay. No, we don't, we don't need them. They Just might the be. People who depends watch. on how their, how their weekend rolls. True. True. Um, all right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Roger. everyone i'm hal schwartz and i'm flynn mcclain together we host none but the brave a podcast dedicated to the music and career of bruce springsteen bruce and e street band are on tour right now for the first time in six years and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes we've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests including rock journalist warren zanes and stephen hyden backstreet's magazine founder charles cross and barstool's kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>